I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Some exchange betting companies run short-lived promotions, like months-long offers of low commission. At BetDAC, we wanted to change the way we did things, so we set our commission at 2% permanently. That's 2% on football. Horse race, golf, almost any sport. 2%. That's just one way that BetDAC is changing for the better. For the better. Like you. BetDAC, the 2% commission exchange. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Hello and welcome back to the Roker Report Extra Podcast. We're back to recording on a phone. Um, it's not my fault. Seven home games. Uh, seven, no, not seven home games. Three home games in seven days. I knew I'd do something like that. Um, the first one was Blackpool on Tuesday. Uh, it was slightly better, but it wasn't wasn't brilliant. But I hope we'll put in a better performance, put some more goals in the back of the net and not come away with a 1-1 draw on Friday. And to discuss... Technically, our first proper game this season um, with Accrington Stanley, because the other one was completely called off, is Josh. And you're from, from Raw Milk, which is an unpasteurised view of Accrington Stanley Football Club. Is that right, Josh? That's absolutely right. Yeah, that's just a fancy way of us trying to say that um, the club have nothing to do with what we say and we can try and say whatever we want, really. <laughs> There's some people that believe that we're not like that because we've had our chairman on now and again. And uh, some some people believe that we're a club mouthpiece. I can guarantee we're not. But um, we've had your chairman on. So our last acting Stanley guest was was Andy Holt. Mm-hmm. Do you feel Do you feel any pressure, Josh? Yeah, well, he keeps uh, close tabs on what everyone does on Twitter and social media. So no doubt he'll see this. Whether he listens to it is another thing, but <laughs> we'll see anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, it's the curse of the Accrington Stanley fan or chairman, actually. To be honest, twice. I haven't had access to my laptop and twice we played you lot. And I was actually went down to the Accrington game when it was uh, it was called off. Were, were you you oh, yeah. But I was under the roof, luckily. So, uh, oh, wow. Do you know what? Mm. That game has it's, it's wrought our pitch off for the rest of the season, you know. It's the, the good half an hour that they played in torrential rain has just killed the pitch completely. <laughs> well, I seen, I seen, was it the Blackpool game that got called off as well? Um, yeah, I think, yes, it was the Blackpool game. And that's when, again, the, I think there was well over a thousand away fans that were supposed to be coming. But I mean, when you've got a pitch like ours, I mean, that's just part and parcel of it. We've, we've really got the cold off games down in numbers over recent years. I think three years ago, we had something like 
five home games in a row called off or something like that. Something ridiculous anyway. I mean, it was that that weather. I've got this huge coat. You know, you know that makes sensulate where you can put it. It's, got, yeah. it's wonderful on the inside. And I thought nothing's going to get through this no matter how much it rains. And I live in Glasgow, so I'm used to rain. Yeah. Where I had to get the train back to Blackpool or the bus back to Blackpool, as it was that day, go into Subway and ask if I could use their radiator to dry off me, me clothes, me Wow. And me and me coat. I'll be honest with you, they haven't made it a great deal of rearranging the other fixture as well, have they? No, not really. I mean, have they settled on a day? Is, is it in April now? It's on. I think it's on April the second or April. The yeah. 3rd. Well, that's your uh, that's your lot fault for just winning games, isn't it? So oh, we haven't won yeah. many recently. <laughs> well, not, you've won more than us. <laughs> I was going to say first things first. I I like to have a little look through obviously most recent form, and I tend to pick. Tend to pick the last five games, but uh, mm-hmm. I knew you weren't on great form. But I'll be honest, the form was that bad. No, yeah, no, no. I kind of I, I ended up going really far back and take out the cup games. You haven't actually scored a goal in six games. Yeah, the last goal that we scored in the league was Boxing Day, um, and I mean a lot of a lot's been said about these last six games where it's a new club record that they haven't scored a goal and obviously haven't won a game, but. Um, We've won. I was just looking through the fixtures today, and we have won two games since the twentieth of October. So that day we won at Peterborough, and we went up to fourth. Uh, we've won two games since then, and now we find ourselves in this relegation battle. So it's really been not even just these six games. The last four months have just been dire. With two, with a, a double win over the Christmas period rolled into there, but. Honestly, it's been it's been pretty poor, and it's it's strange when you look at the way Accrington started the season because you've got two ways to look at it. Really, you you could say you've just come up sixteenth, which is where you sit at the minute, is is a good position. It's you'd snap your hand off, I suppose, if you've just been promoted into a new league for that position and been that far away from yeah. the relegation spots. But then, because you started so well and you were up and around the playoff spots. And it's dropped so far. I suppose it's like those teams that have that late run to the playoffs, isn't it? And you think, yeah. oh, if they get sixth, you kind of think there's always one team that's going to drop. And and Accrington look like the team at the moment. So, so what's going wrong recently? I mean, honestly, it's probably the weirdest time to ask me that question because for a lot of it, I have absolutely no idea. I think when we came up and we were winning them games and we got ourselves up into the playoffs. You know, people were talking about back-to-back promotions. We settled in the league well enough. We were talking about how the jump up from League 2 to League 1 isn't all that, and we were handling it. Um, but I think it's bitters on the backside recently. I think we were just riding the crest of a wave of success last season. And when a team's got that winning mentality in them, they sort of do tend to grind out results and get themselves over the line. Um, but recently, we've just looked abject, uh, playing teams around us, Scunthorpe last weekend, who were one point ahead of us. So you think, okay, a perfect opportunity to sort of get into them. Um, You know, I wasn't at the game, but by all accounts, we were absolutely played off the park once again. Um, So I don't really know where we go. The cup run has got us a few games in hand. We've got three games in hand compared to the teams around us. But I mean, it's that old that old adage that I'd rather have points on the board, to be honest. I'm I'm past the point of looking over my shoulder now. I think that we're in, you know, I think we're in deep trouble, to be honest with you. 
you can't really look at it any other way. When you look at the, the team as well, um, I mean, each there's a couple of teams that seem to have a striker that can put the ball in the back of the net, and there's a couple of teams like Oxford who seem to have mm-hmm. like three goal scoring midfielders and a guy that can sort of help them out. But when you're looking through Accrington's best players, you've got Billy Keys that the standout, and he's scored goals at a lower level. Yeah, countless times. So is he missing the chances or just not getting them at the moment? Uh, probably, a, probably a, a mix of both. I would say that we do create half chances at times, and we don't take them. Billy's a proven goal scorer in the lower leagues, but he's never really done it consistently in League One. To be fair to him, I think he's had the, the odd season in this division. I mean, I, I don't think he'd mind me saying, but he's not the most. Uh, He's not the most agile. He's not the most athletic sort of striker. So he's always, he knows where the back of the net is, but he needs those chances and he needs people running him onto him. He needs to hold the ball up. This season, we lost Caden Jackson, who was his partner last last term. Uh, he went to Ipswich. And to be honest, we never replaced him. So we were relying on somebody. We've been relying on somebody who's been on the bench for his last year in off Randy Zanzala. He's looked okay, but we've never we've never really been. I mean, even when we were winning games, we were winning them by the odd goal. We haven't been free for. I think we've scored twenty seven goals all season. So, if you look at that around the division, I think there's only Wimbledon that have scored less than us. So, and it's difficult to judge because, like I say, I went to the game and you you couldn't judge either team on that pitch. No, and then that weather and. The games that I have watched you recently, like full 90 minutes, have been Ipswich and Derby. Yeah. Which I imagine, are, are based on current form, are kind of like an anomaly a little bit. Yeah, and Ipswich are a very, very poor side, aren't they? And they've got no... They're awful. They'll have no confidence at the minute. Um, the Derby game was one of them, but again, the pitch is a leveller, isn't it? We, we did play very, very well. I thought we were unlucky, to be fair, to not get a draw at least against Derby. But that maybe that's my bias. But... It is. It's such a strange situation we find ourselves in. But if you if you talk about Andy Hall and the positivity that's been around the pitch and uh, been been off the field, sorry, around the club. I mean, it was a good occasion when Sunderland were there. Did you think that as well? I actually really enjoyed it. I just felt yeah. like like I really wanted to do it. I really fancied going down because it was you know one one of the grounds that I, I don't know. I think I don't think we visited it. No, you haven't. Time. I don't um, think you ever have. I think I think you're right. I think it was our first ever visit, so I really wanted yeah. to tick it off. But once it got to, I mean, before it got called off, I I saw the goal go in, and then I got so wet, I was just like, I, I need to go and hide in the porter cabins. This is ridiculous. Yeah, but, it was. I think yeah. it should it could have been called before the game, couldn't it? To be fair, I think yeah. I, I think the fact that there was so many people there from Sunderland, it was the big occasion. It had been built up for like two or three weeks. Um, I think maybe that played a part in it. I think the ref always wanted the game to be on. but I think there was also that kind of hour or so period before the game kicked off where it, the rain just stopped. Yeah, I was, was I was coming over from... I was coming over on the bus. I live in Manchester and I was um, going over on the bus and I was thinking, there's no way this is going to be on. And then as soon as I got to the club, I thought, you know, if it, if it had only been like this maybe for the last two hours, then we'd have had a better chance. But... We've had a few of those over the last couple of years, to be honest. We played Morecambe last year as well. That got called off at half-time. So, you know, we're used to seeing games, seeing a bit of a game. So it wasn't anything brand new for us. 
with the I, I tell you one thing I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna speak about, but it's, I'm actually now that I'm onto it. Um, obviously we had we had Andy on the podcast earlier in the season, and and he was great yeah. in terms of being dead honest and open about everything in the club, and he was he was a really likable fella, really really likable bloke. Um, mm-hmm. But there's there's been a bit of backlash now. I'll give my opinion afterwards if you know the viewers or the listeners so wish. Um, but the the ticket inside of things, we got uh, the seventy second minute. Uh, it got rained off. Pretty much everyone had seen the game, but it was like ridiculous. But we we have to pay again. Um, yeah, there's reasons behind that. But but what's your thoughts on that? Do you think that's the right thing to do? From a fan's point of view. I would be disappointed if I was uh, if I was in your shoes. What I would say about him is he he's really dragged the club out of the ditches in terms of business. He's like the shrewdest take no prisoners businessman I think you'll ever meet in your life. Now, from that point of view, I understand it. I mean, the club have said that it's to pay for stewarding, to pay for you know everything that went into that day that we missed, and then go again for the return fixture. In all honesty, hand on heart, I would have dropped the prices a little bit. To be yeah. fair, I, th- I think I might have said a tenner, maybe. Yeah, my thoughts were the same as well. But you're right in what you're saying. He has, from from what I know, and obviously I've took a bit more interest since we've spoken to him. Um, yeah, he definitely has pulled the club from from pretty much like the brink of oblivion at one point, weren't he? Yeah, a few times. <laughs> and it's it's funny when you have that, right? Because. It's like we, we're having it a little bit at the minute where we've got this. Some people are saying oh, we should be happy with where we are, look where we came from. Like we're still doing well. We've still got a good chance. People are annoyed we've only won one in six and we've yeah. the rest of them. At Accrington Stanley, it's not the same, but it's different. Like you've came from effectively nowhere, shot up the leagues. You want a poor run of form at the moment. Could be there again. There or thereabouts getting relegated. Oh, well, not get relegated, but you could be. It's possible. No, I think we are in it. Yeah. And I think when that happens, it's it's really difficult, isn't it, to have that view where or we'll think where we were because you just want to keep succeeding. It, but is it is it like that at Accrington at the moment? Do you have a bit of two? It is. Going? It is, and it's the weirdest club to to try and describe to people that have supported a team that have been in the football league in their existence. If you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you're you'll be like fourth generation Sunderland fan, but the fact is that. You know, 25 years ago, Accrington were playing in the local leagues. Um, people that are coming up now are second generation at best, realistically, uh, unless your granddad was the ultimate diehard who went to watch him play in the, the Lancashire combination. I mean, there's older chaps, obviously, saw him before in the 60s. Uh, but realistically, we are looking at people that are sort of new fans. Now, in the last two years where we've been winning games... What we've done is attracted football fans that have never maybe come away from the teams, like the shambles that's going on at Blackburn Rovers. Uh, I think we've picked up a few fans there. People that are maybe disillusioned with the top level of football and want to see something a bit a bit different have come to Accrington. Now, what they've seen is nothing but success in League Two. Um, what I'm used to is being in this exact same situation, but realistically in 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 League Two, to be honest, I, I don't know how many times we've got out of the relegation scrap in the last three, you know, the, the last three weeks of the season. It's nothing new to me to see Accrington not at the top of a league anywhere. Last season, for me, in all honesty, was a bit of an anomaly, and I didn't expect it even then. 
So there is there's an there's an expectation of success from some people, but at the same time, we have we have got four promotions in the last twenty one years. How you know how far do people actually expect us to go? It's a bit of a strange one. Because I suppose as well, when you if if you went up towards say the championship, say that say that did happen, say you went on that great run in form, it could totally happen because you look at Bournemouth and the Premiership. It's a yeah. In terms of ground size and club size, it's a similar ilk, but like how far can you go? You know what I mean? Yeah, the, I mean even when you look at Bournemouth, though that they're historically quite a well supported team. So when they were in League Two. They were bringing quite big crowds up when they were doing well. Same with Swansea, uh, Hull as well. Now we, the only teams that really equate to the size of our club would be Fleetwood uh, and Burton Albion. Those are the two that I'd say were similar to. I mean, we, you know, we have a core one thousand fans. Realistically, that is realistic. And if we were in the sixth tier, we'd get a thousand fans. And you know, really, when everyone gets, when everyone stops and gets a little bit bored of watching Accrington, then we'll probably have a thousand fans. You know, if if we weren't putting all this community work in, so there is a ceiling for me. I could never see us in the Premier League. I mean, what are we going to do? Get even if we expand another five thousand, we've only got nine thousand seats then. Yeah, because I mean, I think there was a big discussion about the uh, the seats and stuff for the for the away game. But come to the are you coming to the match on Friday? Yeah, getting picked up after, uh, straight away after work and joining uh, it up the motorway in, in the car. But uh, I, I finished just one hour after the coaches go, so I've just missed out on them. How many are you expecting to bring up? So the club have said because of this, they spat the dummy out a bit with Sky putting it on TV and a lot of people were a little bit disappointed that we had to go up on a Friday night. I think the club have funded 10 coaches from the supporters club and uh, the lad that I know who runs a coach uh, usually that I go with I think he's taking four as well so you know what I think there'll be a fair number of us to be fair that's brilliant no that's that's really really great you don't really know but I'd say anywhere between there could be anywhere between 500 and 1000 there which is would that be quite a big away following for you or absolutely yeah the biggest one I've been in is ever is uh, 700 and the biggest one we've ever had I was on holiday for it but we took a thousand to Blackpool you've you've had like cup, cup ties at, uh, I, I'm sure I remember you being in quite a big cup tie not too long ago um, uh, back yeah we we played Burnley in the League Cup is that the one you're thinking of maybe I was thinking I was thinking someone like Manchester United but I think that might have been Burton so I could be completely wrong I think Burton went to City didn't they uh no, we haven't had. That's the only thing that's left for us, really. Uh, if you talk to, you know, tr- true Stanley fans who've been Stanley fans since they were kids, the, the big one that we always wanted was either Burnley or Blackburn. Uh, we've had Black, we've had Burnley now. We just need to play Blackburn Rovers, and then I'd say the only thing left for us really is to, you know, play one of the big six. Um, because even when we got, even when the cup draw came out and we got Derby, I felt a little bit deflated about it. To be honest, you know, I want that trip to Anfield. I want that trip to Old Trafford now. Yeah, of course. And I remember, I think they did the draw live, didn't they? And I kind of remember they kind of deflation a little bit because I remember that little kid that was on on the yeah, 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 yeah. 
and he was they asked him the score and he what he said one nil Baliki and it was like, yeah. it, it was the exact score and, but I remember the draw coming out and it being and again Derby's Derby's a huge club huge club but they're not exactly yeah and that's that's testament really to how far we've come as well because uh, about fifteen years ago when we were in the non league we played Colchester and they were queuing up down the street for tickets so I mean. If you think that in the space of 15 years, everybody's deflated when we get Derby. It's ridiculous, yeah. really. It's pretty good. And I mean, I, I've been I've been occasionally accused of being patronising on this podcast. Would you believe it or not? Um, <sighs> but again, a, a lot of it's down to... A lot of it's down to the fact that we drop so fast. Um, we we, we drop, really, really drop so fast. And kind of when you're in a division for 10 years, you know the ins and outs of everything. The championship... Yeah. An adjustment. I'm starting to get the grips with the League One and who's who. And there's one player that I've been really impressed by for you, and I actually wouldn't mind him too much at Sunderland if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I call him as McConville. I think McConville's a really good player. But but you mentioned before about only creating half chances. Has he gone off the boil a little bit? He certainly has. Yes, and certainly in the new year. Um, if you'd have asked me before, well, even if you asked me now, because no one's really stepped into the void. But he has been the player of the season. Um, he was getting the goals. He was making the chances, cutting on it, cutting inside. He's he has got it all to his game. What I would say is, in terms of him, if you're ever looking at him at Sunderland, he he's getting on a bit. Um, and I thought he'd have been still quite young. Well, we had him. He was in our original playoff team, and that was about 2011. So, I mean, he's pushing 30 to say the least, but. He's a funny one. He's he's a form player. He's a confidence player. Um, he's just, I mean, honestly, that's why I said it's it's a weird time to talk to me. I can't really put my finger on it at the minute, but nothing's really coming off for us anywhere on the field. And Sean's Sean's really suffered from that as well. So coming into the game on Friday, it's on Sky. Um, I, I think if I'm honest with you, so I'm not overly confident because. We just are not playing the way we did at the beginning of the season. We've totally, well, we haven't totally tailed off. We're unbeaten in 16, but like we've only won about four of them or something like that. We haven't won that many. Really? It's getting, I mean, the last the last six games, we've. I think we've drew five of them 1-1 and we beat Wimbledon 1-0. Yeah. So we're, we're, from a fan base perspective, I think we're a little bit worried. I think, again, it's it's that thing where we started and adjusted really well and looked like one of the front runners. Whereas, yeah. to be honest, there was so much turmoil and new ownership, so many new sign-ins and new players and players going out and players going here. Well, there was so much to sort out dropping into this league. We actually probably bounced into it too well. Like, yeah, maybe now is... We're, we're getting worried about the playoffs, but the worry for me, reading through Accrington's form, hearing what you're saying, and things like that is... You're going to turn us over on Friday. Um, yeah, football's a real game, isn't it? And if it is, I'd be too surprised if if the stars aligned and that happened. But honestly, from an Accrington fan's point of view, people say that I am quite negative in what I say. But you will either do us four nil, in my opinion, or like you say, if it's one of them days, we might nick a goal. But I can't see us scoring more than one goal. What's your 
what's your thoughts on a club like Sunderland being in League One? Because wh- whether this is patronising or not, you know, I understand a fifty, almost a fifty thousand seat stadium in League One is not a usual thing. I'm aware we're a, a bigger fish in this league, um, and I don't think that's a bad thing to say. But yeah. what's your view from someone like? Um, I mean, I had, like I said, we had Andy Holt, uh, we had uh, Ivor Heller from AFC Wimbledon, who. Mm-hmm two of the more sort of family-run clubs. And we, we've got a lot better with community and things like that since students were well, much better, if I'm totally honest. But but from an accurate view, what is, what's your view on Sunderland? Um, well, it's just it's just been the cup final for everyone, hasn't it, really? That was the first fixture we were looking for. So I know you'd say you'd sound patronising at it, but, I mean, why not? You know, we're bringing up... A th- we're bringing up potentially a thousand fans tomorrow night on a Friday night where if we were playing Wickham away, there'd probably be 80 there. So it, I just think it's a real shame, to be honest with you. Um, I watched the documentary. I, I don't know if that's liked or disliked from Sunderland fans. No, we we we, we really like it. Um, in the main, I think, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I think it, it got... Got good reviews because it felt like that was what last season was. It was a labour of love. Yeah, it was. It, I just thought it was a really honest portrayal of you know a, a, a town and a, a city and a community that is so invested in its football team. And something that I harp on about all the time is the way that football is such a pillar in the community. And I think that really came across, and it was really honest. And and it just makes it just makes you sad, doesn't it? Like. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just. I know, I know, I know. You've probably heard that a thousand times, but I was just watching it, thinking, Jesus, how can this be allowed to happen? But unfortunately, probably not. You're probably the worst case, but I mean, we're seeing it up and down the divisions, aren't we? Oh, massively. I think the the fit and proper test for some people. You just think, how did you? I mean, like the oysters. How did they pass that? Yeah, and the. Uh, the guy at Leeds who'd been I think he's not there now but jeez yeah. when didn't he He, but he he was the same but the, the sad thing I think with Ellis Shaw and that there's many differing opinions on this many differing opinions but yeah I would like a boatload of money in but he just employed business people not football people Niall Quinn left a few other people left he got business people in mm-hmm. I, you could write a book on the th- with, uh, things that went it was like Harchester United yeah <laughs> what was that TV show called again Dream Team Dream Team it was like that because the storylines were just they verged on like the sublime to the ridiculous um, yeah and when you're watching sort of was it the Martin transfer that falls through the Chris Martin one yeah, yeah. Rare out thinking what what more could go wrong in this season and when you couple that with the opening episode where it was like Pre-season, <laughs> you know, we're going to push them and Celtic will be a great run out for us. And you just, and they're doing the, the, the narrative of the new goalkeeper, the local lad. And it's just like, oh my goodness. Oh God, Jason Steele, bless him. Jason Steele was, was actually, he's kind of exempt. He's, well, he's not exempt from criticism, far from it. He's probably the, the second worst goalkeeper I've ever seen at Sunderland. But the, really? The, Oh, he was dreadful. But the the lucky thing for Jason Steele was we signed Lee Camp, who's officially the worst goalkeeper I've ever seen at any well, ever, level. I must say the thing when I was just gonna say he must be the worst one because what I've seen of him has been absolutely abysmal. He's got like risks like like Lurpak. Is he still at the club? Fingers. 
He he plays he plays for Birmingham City. He got a move to the championship. I mean, the mind boggles. I mean, we, to be honest, we've just lost Connor Ripley, uh, who left us. We had him on loan from Middlesbrough. He was with us the first start of the season, uh, the first half of the season. He was recalled and sold to Preston, where he's been sat on the bench. And I mean, I'll be honest, he didn't look ready for that level when I saw him. But goalkeepers are a funny one. I think they can make that jump up a little bit easier than outfield players, can't they? But I think talking about our form, I don't think there's actually don't think there's anyone that would disagree with me here. But if we didn't have John McLaughlin, which we do, it's one of those points I hate. I hate when people say if you didn't have, because we do. That's what we pay him for. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we didn't have John McLaughlin, we wouldn't. I would be surprised if we'd be playoffs. He's outstanding, best goalkeeper in the league, in my opinion, far and wide. He makes yeah. such a difference. But I, I know we get quite a fair amount of press, especially with the Netflix stuff. But have you watched us much um, this season? Uh, not particularly. I've seen bits and pieces when you've been on the TV, but I do sort of, I do enjoy just keeping tabs on teams through written media. In all honesty. Um, so, no, to, to answer your question, I haven't seen too much of you, no. The only reason I sort of asked was, is, it's a, a continuing question I tend to ask, but it's a, there's three players that we should watch out for you, and who's the three players you'd pick out that you're worried about with us? Um, I mean, is the obvious one to say Will Grigg? Has he started? He, takes, he, takes, he catches your eye, doesn't he, as soon as you see his name? Well, 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 Will Grigg, yes. Um, and I'm not I'm far from writing him off just now. He's he's played two games, but he on Tuesday night he got a terrific ball, clean through on goal, did everything right, rounded the goalkeeper, hit the side netting from an open goal. So that boards well then <laughs> for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, Aidan McGeady is he uh, fit? Yeah, McGeady's maybe not on the form. He was a few weeks ago, but he can make something happen out of nothing. There's points when he's just he looks a level above in this league. And I do think the the guy that scored the goal that wasn't to be against us, I think that was Maguire. He's been dropped recently, but I Has love it? Maguire. I love Chris yeah. Maguire, yeah. Look, actually, yeah. He's got about seven goals this season, but I, I, he might come back in on Friday. He might, actually. What I was going to ask you about is um, how has Jimmy Dunn looked? Uh, the centre-back. He's been away the past few games because he was at Accrington last season, wasn't he? What What's your thoughts? Uh, he was with us. He won the championship with us, and I rate him. I think he. I think he's an excellent player. I think he's got potential to be very, very good. Um, and then I know that Sean Dyche rates him as well. So I think that if you boys, you know, I think if you boys don't really make the jump, I think we might see him in the championship at least next season. But yeah, I do. Yeah, and he was loved up there. And he, to be honest, looking at social media, he, he seems to be liked everywhere he goes. I know that doesn't say anything on the on the pitch, but in terms of like fan attractions and stuff like that, he's he seems to be a really likable character. We've seen him. I mean, the first couple of games he looked a bit a bit shaky. He scored against Oxford on Saturday, but I think he looks. A few people are saying the same thing. He looks like he's growing in confidence. Did you notice that with him at Accrington as well? Yeah, and we were his first real sort of. We're, we are always the first step in a player's career. So we're always the team that they go out on loan to first um, and they, we demand them to hit the ground running. When he came to us, like you say, pretty much similar to you, you're always going to be shaky, as, especially as a central defender as well, playing in a team that's vying for promotion. But 
after the first month or so, he really settled in and he was probably one of the first names on the team sheet. We're hoping the same with that because he did look, he has looked a little bit better the past few games, whereas the Wimbledon game, he was, he actually had quite a poor game against Wimbledon, but we, we needed someone with aerial presence because I text, I text Andy about him when we got him in because I said, you know, what's he like? He's got mm-hmm. by very good. That's brilliant. <laughs> Thanks yeah. For descriptive. Thanks for descriptive uh, oh, <laughs> description. Um, yeah, he's not the most. Uh, he doesn't use too many superlatives. I don't think. But <laughs> I mean, great, I think great fun on Twitter though. Great fun on Twitter. Oh, yeah, he, he probably has a bit too much to say sometimes, doesn't he? <laughs> but um, no, it's one of them. I think you boys, what you what you're always going to get as well is you're going to get that added pressure of a player, especially a young player. I mean, it's one thing playing at Accrington. It's one thing playing at Hearts, but stepping into Sunderland where you've got 3,000 away fans following you the length and breadth of the country every week. It's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? Yeah, it can be It can be a positive and a negative. It can be such a negative, it could be such a positive. Like you know, we, see, we see young lads buckle under the pressure uh, of playing for us, so I can't imagine what they're f- feeling walking out of the stadium are like. Fingers crossed he, he does all right. I mean, that... that- that makes me think as well. It makes me ask with, with Accrington as well, are you the kind of side that will buckle under the pressure of a big stadium or do you think you'll come in and that'll be kind of like we're on... Because you're on TV, It's a, some of those players could potentially catch someone's eye. Yeah. Uh, well, it's one of those, isn't it? That cliche that you don't really need a team talk. Um, to be honest, we haven't had much pressure of playing in large stadiums like that. We played at West Ham last season. Uh, in the cup, I think that was two years ago actually. So we played at the London Stadium. That would be the biggest we've been at. Other than that, I mean Fratton Park. Could you class that? Places like Bradford. Um, yeah, big big stadiums. I'd honestly say that we usually do put a good account of ourselves when when there's a big crowd watching us. Uh, that might be the kiss of death though, with the form that we're in at the minute. So. Just to finish off then, the question I always ask, how do you see the game going and what's your prediction? Uh, like, I mean, like I said earlier... That's my kind of reaction to every yeah. game. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're at two different ends of the spectrum, aren't we? You're worried. I'd say if you get an early goal, it's time to open the floodgates. But I think if, we, if we're if we resolute, if we get men behind the ball... Um, we might be able to nick a goal and then sit behind the ball. Honestly, honestly, I know I'm being truly negative. I'd take it. I'd take a point now. Absolutely now. I think. I honestly think that if you get that early goal, it could be four or five. If our recent form's anything to go by, you'll get the point. No bother. It'll be one-one. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Especially if that crowd get going as well. I think what we'll do. What we usually try and do is, like teams will do. Get the crowd on the home team's back. Are you, do you usually see that in the stadium or not? In my opinion, yes. Yeah. So I think the talk will be get the crowd quiet, get that, and then, you know, maybe try and get after people like Jimmy Dunn, people that have not really had too many good performances already. Get in there. If there's a team that knows his weaknesses, it's going to be us. Get that ball at him, you know, put him under pressure, get the crowd on his back and see if we can force a few mistakes. That's what I think we'll do. But honestly, and on our, we, in the in the form that we're in, I'm not going to, yeah. <laughs> the less said about that, the better. <laughs> well, I'll go, I, I give my normal prediction. I, I'm going I'm to say we'll win. I want to say we'll win 2-0. You know, I'm going to be positive. I've, I've been 
gradually getting more negative week on week. But I, I think we'll win our next two home games, which are yourselves and um, Gillingham. I think yeah. Blackpool were in good form. And I think we played better than we have done in a few weeks. So hopefully, hopefully we do win. But just for the people listening, I realise I don't, I don't do this often enough, which is a really poor form for me. But where can our fans sort of um, catch up with you personally or with the site? And where can we find, like, where can we find raw milk? Yeah, um, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, that's really it at the minute. But we do obviously produce the fan. Well, I and a friend of mine who's a designer produced the fanzine as well. Uh, it's at Raw Milk Zine on Twitter. And on Facebook, it's at Raw Milk Fanzine. But Twitter's the one that's obviously a lot easier to keep up to date with. Uh, you know, we talk about all things Accrington Stanley and all things Accrington, to be honest. We could do a bit of music, fashion. Anything local that we think's worth talking about, we'll have a conversation about. So, uh, and of course, we've got the fanzines as well. So, take a look if you fancy one of them. I can send them out to people as well for a little light reading. Fantastic, Josh. Thanks very much, mate. Enjoy Friday, all right? Thank you very much. My pleasure, mate. Look after yourself. Like I say, don't enjoy Friday too much, but enjoy it for what you can. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think you'll have too many problems, mate. Thank you for that. Not a problem. Look after yourself. Catch you it. too, mate. All the best. All the best. Cheers. So, yeah. Um, see, I do take your feedback on board. I try not to be patronising. Probably has failed it anyway. You'll probably find another reason to tell me I'm an atrocious presenter. <laughs> um, on a serious note, thanks for um, the feedback that people give. And um, thanks very much for checking out the extra podcast again. I love doing it. Um, I think it's really interesting to get the views of other fans. And I thought Josh was great. Um great and i could listen to that that accent on a, a daily basis i think uh but yeah most important thing fuck it win on friday get behind the lads get behind them as best you can i know it's frustrating i know sometimes we can feel negative um i feel like that i feel negative at the moment i'm not happy i'm worried i think there's a lot of people that are there's some people that are in the happy clappers camp there's some people that are then the the negative camp Fans are always going to have opinions, but one thing we can all agree on is that we all want someone to succeed. So let's get behind them as best as we can, because the promotion race is far from over. There's way too far to go just yet, um, and we've we've got one of the best squads in the league, if not the best. Uh, I know Will Greg hasn't hit the ground running just yet, but hopefully he will. Uh, like I say, I'm going to take a a two nil, um, and I think I, th- I think we will win, and I think we'll be drilling him as well, and I think a couple of wins, and it's amazing how much that can change the perspective of a, a fan's mindset. But thanks for checking out Rogue Report Extra. My name's Grim, as you know. Uh, thanks for checking out all the other podcasts as well. And uh, yeah, enjoy Friday. Enjoy the match. And I will see some of you in the TP um, on Friday, because I'm at the stadium in the TP um, at 6.30, if you want to come along and hear me chat some more shit, which I wouldn't recommend to anyone. But nonetheless, enjoy the rest of your uh, morning, noon, night, evening, and hopefully we're celebrating three points. Been the Work Report Extra Podcast. Have been great. Some exchange betting companies run short-lived promotions, like months-long offers of low commission. At BetDAG, we wanted to change the way we did things, so we set our commission at 2% permanently. That's 2% on football, horse racing, golf, almost any sport. 2%. 
that's just one way that BetDAC is changing for the better. For the better. Like you. BetDAC, the 2% commission exchange. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 